0: You're now listening to the River Claremont Podcast.
1: It feels like forever since I've been here, even though it's only one weekend I miss. How about Pastor Linda last week, mighty woman of God? I salute you, ma'am. I tuned in all the way from the great state of Alaska because, you know, we're four hours behind in Alaska, so I got to watch pretty much the whole service that day. Before we went to service, let's just say that this service was the highlight of the services that I went to. (laughs) The Lord is good. This place is very, very special, you know. I'm very grateful for this house that presses in together corporately for the move of God, for just the things of God. It's not like we're pressing in for something, you know, that we, we don't yet have. It's like we just, it's almost like we just press in because it's so good and we're just so grateful for what he's doing and it's just here. You know what I'm saying? The Lord is here. And where the Lord is, there is liberty. Come on. Well, I'm going to continue along what I did a couple weeks back. I just want to give a shout out, man. the The Sunday that the Lord directed me on just the wisdom of the elders was one of the most impactful yeah. services I have ever been to. And I salute Pastor Jonathan Waters there, um, Pastor Donna if she's here, Pastor um, Mark, and then Pastor Brad. Uh, Just lift up Brad, I believe that he texted me the other day, he actually was hospitalized and so we're just believing and just declaring over his his body, total supernatural healing in Jesus' name, amen. Let's just take this time right now. Father, we lift up Brad, man, what a mighty man of God, what a man that you flow through. I thank you, Father, for your hand upon him, every part of his body, we pray, line up with the word of God, get an alignment with the word that declares by his stripes you are made whole you are healed every aspect of his body is flowing and moving perfectly in the name of Jesus we thank you for many 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 more years of impactful ministry from that great man of God pray it like you mean it come on lay hold of it thank you for it we press in we declare it is done it is done it is done his body is stronger When he leaves that hospital, he will be stronger. He will feel more youthful. It will never come back again, this issue. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everyone that believes it, say amen. Amen. So I just was blown away by that. I told everybody, if that's not evidence of the Holy Spirit, then I don't know what is to have four people individually, not knowing what anybody else is going to share Get together corporately and put together one of the b- best messages you've ever heard put together. That's indication the Holy Spirit is real. Amen. And people always talk about unity in the church. You know, the unity in the church is found in the realms of the Spirit. Right. Not, in the, not in the 501c3s or the denominations. And I'm not picking on what... Ma- that's man creation. Man creates things. And But there's a unity in the Spirit where people you've never met will be pressing in exactly for what you're pressing in for. If you believe it, say it's true. The Holy Spirit is giving one message. He's not schizophrenic. And if we follow the Spirit, we'll be in unity with the body. Amen. Thank God for that unity in this place. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, the premise of what I've been preaching, what I've been studying the last eight months about body, spirit, and soul or body, soul, and spirit, I should say. It says First Thessalonians 5.23, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way. Thank you, Jesus. May your whole spirit and soul and body, say spirit, spirit. say soul, soul. say body, body, be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. So you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body amen so as I described the first Sunday I did this it's been three Sundays back if you've not if you didn't listen to the first message I entitled these three I, I recommend you go back to subject that's intriguing to me the difference between the soul and the spirit and the body three parts of mankind so I describe that man the spirit of man I am a man that's the core of me I'm a man amen come on man The spirit of this world tries to make a man not a man. I'm a man, baby. Uh, I'm offensive sometimes, but that's what men do. That's right. I stink sometimes because that's manly. I like leather shops because that's what men like. No, I don't need them, but I walk in them every time I see them, and I think of buying something every single time. Another belt, another, another wallet, something leather just to smell it. Amen. I don't need knives, but I have knives everywhere in my house. Walking, I was just in Alaska. We were looking at switchblades called the infidel. Just felt like it was holy. It's like every minister needs a switchblade for the altar just in case. Because that's what men do, you know what I'm saying? I'm not a lady. I'm a man. So that's the, I'm a spirit. I'm a man. Now I have a wife. Come on, somebody. Come on, men. Who has found that good thing?
0: Mm.
1: She she my good thing, eh? (laughs) I am not my wife. But my wife can change how I feel, change what I think, change my entire day. The trajectory of my life, I will find myself in situations wondering, how did I get here? Because I have a wife. Amen. That's like the soul. So the soul can access and, and, and... and 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 conduct and change your life. And then I live it. we live in a house. Come on. Yeah. Who's grateful you have a roof over your head? If you don't have a roof over your head? We'll we'll help you get a roof over your head. Might not be a big roof, but we'll get it. <laughs> That's the body. You live in a house. You can't take the body with you when you leave. You can't take your house with you. I'm going we're, we're, uh, praise the Lord, we're going on vacation this week, right after Brother Jesse Duplantis, so just pray for us, great time of rest, amen? amen. We're going to Europe, we haven't been as a family vacation ever to Europe, and we felt this was the time. Amen. Just in the divine providence of the Lord, we took a picture with our daughter who's been obsessed with Paris, France, for many years, at Legoland in 2020, when the world was losing its ever-loving mind right before in february sorry before the world see how the soul will always correct thank you for that that mind side of me amen see the i don't have the mind she has the mind i'm just the head but she turns me February 10th, yes, we took a picture with our daughter, because she loves Paris and the Eiffel Tower. We're at Legoland, and she's like, take a picture of me with the Eiffel Tower, because she loves it. She's got a picture up in her room. Her old bedspread's been Paris for years. So we just realized, after we booked this, that we will be at the Eiffel Tower on February 10th, at the exact same time, three years later. When we made a promise to our daughter, we're gonna take you there. Come on, isn't that awesome? What's the timing of the Lord? That's pretty cool, man. God is good. He is good, and all the time He's good. So today I'm gonna talk to you, just diving in a little bit more about this. Really, the body is pretty evident. I mean, look around; you can see the body. We are the body. we, We well, we have a body. We are the body of Christ on this earth, but the body, you've you got to take care of your body. If you, the, you have three parts. If you don't take care of this body, if you starve yourself to death, you're, you're going you're to die. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't take care of your body, giving it rest, like even now, I, I, I'm fine because I'm, I'm well rested. But if I was to go three months with as little sleep as I had last night, that's going to begin to give compounded problems. It's going to affect how I feel. It's going to affect my emotions. I'll be breaking down and be more like, not a man. <laughs> making, calling Antonio to, tell him, to ask him to tell me my, my hair looks nice and stuff. When I, when I went to Bible college, we never got sleep, bro. I mean, ever. You were just like running all the time. And I remember somebody was like, your hair looks nice. And I started crying. Really? I was like, man, be a man. Michael your hair looks nice just felt you needed just felt you needed to hear that this morning it's beautiful so if you don't take care of the body you're gonna have issues that's why the Bible does say bodily, bodily exercise does profit come on it can affect how you feel I mean if you are if, if you don't take care of the body you don't exercise just you want you having a feeling a lot of people depressed, anxious, weighed down. Go and just try and exercise the body and get in the Word of God and watch how the spirit and the body being refreshed will refresh the soul. Amen. You'll feel like a different person. And So you got to take care of the body. Then, of course, you've got the soul, the mind, the emotions, and the will of man where uh, the mind can think all different thoughts. When God destroyed mankind, He said, Uh, with the flood back in noah's days he said i have to do this because man's in their mind they only think wicked thoughts all the time that the carnal mind is subject to wicked thoughts and so carnality is in every single one of us amen why is it that i love the lord i can serve the lord but i can still have an outburst i can still do something stupid I can still screw up and need to repent. I've been saved 20 years and I still feel like I need to go to the altar call today because I have a carnal side to me. Amen. And if I don't take care of the spiritual side of me, then the carnality side of the soul will begin to dominate. And there are a lot of people that that's what dominates their life. If you take offense in the church, which is the number one reason why people leave the church, that is rooted in the soulish realm, not the spirit. And so that's where the enemy comes to weigh you down in the soul, and if he can win and beat you down in that area, then you wind up being taken astray. Now, it's understandable there are reasons why the soul gets offended, things hurt it, people say stupid stuff, all these things. Once again, it's all in the carnality of man. So our unity as a church resides not in the soul either, but in the spirit that if we become spiritual beings that live by the Spirit and are led by the Spirit, guess what? We are in tune with the Spirit and we are unified. If you believe it, say amen. amen. So I'm going to do my best. Father, I pray that you would anoint me to minister this today. I have studied this for nine months, and let me tell you, I still don't feel I really grasp it at any, any capacity, but I felt like that was the time to lead. So turn me in your Bible to Colossians. I think I said that right, Colossians. As they say in the South, they just kind of shortened it, Colossians. Chapter 1, verse 9, this will apply to the best of what I can share today. It says, so we have not stopped praying for you since we first heard about you. We ask God to give you complete knowledge of His will and to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding. Amen. Amen. Say spiritual wisdom. spiritual wisdom. Come on, say it together. Spiritual wisdom, spiritual wisdom. and understanding. Amen. So once again, there is, there's natural understanding and there's spiritual understanding, right? Knowing things by the Spirit is different than knowing things just by the natural or the carnality of man. Yes, there's, you can study and you should study in this world. You shouldn't be an idiot. Come on. And I said idiot publicly, amen. We'll say moron. We say all sorts of stuff that are totally unpolitically correct. I don't think unpolitically correct is even proper grammar. So you know what I'm saying? That's how we flow around here. We're not, too, we're not too worried about the mind side. So he prays that you would have spiritual wisdom and understanding. Then the way that you live, if you have spiritual wisdom and understanding, the way that you live will always honor and please the Lord. Your lives will produce every kind of good fruit. All the while you will grow. Sh- say grow. grow. So you're a work in progress, all right? Look at your neighbor and say, there's a lot of work you need to do. You know, I felt conviction in that. Those people were like, they meant what they said right there, Pastor Joe. We do. Come on, you know it's true. I'll just, I mean, I always, always just share everything. I don't know what's going on right here. Oh, in. Thank God for your good things. She's telling you, you got, you got a lot, boy.
0: <laughs>
1: All the while you will grow as you learn to know God better and better. How do we know God? How do we get to know God? Not through the carnal mind. The carnal mind can't understand the things of God. It doesn't understand the realms of the Spirit. It can't grasp the unseen world. It is by the Spirit that we grasp the Spirit. Only by the Spirit do we know the Spirit. Are you with me right now? That's why religion as a whole is a total failed experiment. Right. Because it's theology, the study of God. You can't understand God through a carnal mind. And as much as you think you can, you can't. God has a way of doing things even to the mature in the church where they're always flabbergasted at the at the th- the realms of God. Man, I didn't see that coming. I didn't know. Wow. I mean, that's how he is. You don't know God through the through the mind, you know God through the spirit. You get to know him in that spiritual sense. Come on somebody. Yeah. Thank you for that. We also pray that you will be strengthened with all His glorious power so you will have all the endurance and the patience you need. Right? Thank God for that. And you will be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He has enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to His people who live in the light. For He rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of His dear Son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Now watch this. Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created, and He is supreme over all creation. For through Him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things which we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Come on, somebody. We're talking about the realms of the Spirit. The spiritual side of mankind, that's the side that we can't see, but we absolutely need to understand because it does affect everything in our lives. We do not war against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities in dark places. Are you with me? So that's the spiritual realm. Everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything else. He holds all creation together. He's the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. And through him, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. Keep staying. I know it's a lot of word, but we love the word. This includes you who were once far this includes you who were once far away from God. You were his enemies. Uh-oh. Separated by him by your evil thoughts and your actions. Yet now, he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence. You are now holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single fault, but you must continue To believe this truth and stand firmly in it don't drift away shout don't drift away away. where would you drift away you drift away through the carnality of the soul backsliding is referring to being a spirit-led person and then letting the spirit slide back and the soul slide forward now i'm being led by my soulish desires once more and that's where i get in trouble Right? So don't drift away from the insurance you received from the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world and I Paul have been appointed to it as God's servant to proclaim it. It's what I wanted to begin today about to talk about the restoration of the spirit of man. That you have a spirit. How do I become a spirit-led person and how do I take care or make sure that my spirit is what's leading me? First Samuel 16:12 through 14. I pray and the Lord helps me with this. There's a lot I want to unload. Uh, I just pray it flows well. It says that Jesse sent for him. Now this is when G- uh, David was anointed to be king. So Jesse was David's father. He was dark and he was handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one, anoint him. So as David stood there before his brothers, Samuel took the flask of olive oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. The spirit, shout spirit, So the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day on. Then Samuel returned to Ramah. Now the Spirit of the Lord had left Saul, and the Lord sent a tormenting spirit that filled him with depression and fear. A spirit that is not renewed from God does not have the qualities of God's Spirit. Now, I hope that I make sense as I I share this today, but I just began to reflect on this. Man is... A trifold being. We have a trinity going on within us. When man fell, the Bible speaks about the spirit of this world. There is a worldly spirit and there is the spirit of God. When we read what Saul did, when Saul, that through the soul, lusted for power, lusted for wealth, and disobeyed God, the Bible says that the spirit of God departed from him. And the spirit, a tormenting spirit, which I know the Old Testament says it came from the Lord. But we know scripturally that if a, if a person is empty in the spirit, then wicked spirits will come to fill that person. Right. So being emptied out on the spiritual side, now the spirit of this world or a tormenting spirit from hell that fills you with what? Depression and anger came upon Saul. And from that day forward, that's what manipulated his life and his feelings in his soulless realm. So the wicked side, the spiritual side, was was gone or, or taken over by the spirit of this world or by a tormenting spirit of hell. So man being a threefold being, how do I keep the spirit of God within my spirit strong so that I'm not a person that's taken out in the spiritual zone? Because that's, I believe, what Hebrews talks about. When a person tastes of the freedom gets renewed by the Spirit, as a brand new spirit, and then chooses to drift away again. And it is choice. You will always have choice. We spoke about the power of the soul, that you have a will within your soul. And if you will turn away from God, then you are going to wind up drifting away. That's the side that gets dangerous, that it's hard for that person to come back to a state of renewal because they've tasted of it and chose to walk away from it. Amen. That's why you, as a child of God, walk out your own salvation in fear and in trembling, saying, God, I don't care if everybody else in the church loses their mind. I don't care if everybody in the church goes backslidden tomorrow. I want to serve you all the days of my life. May I get this right for you, not for them. Are you with me right now? And so we understand, basically, that man has a spirit. Ephesians 2, 1 through 6. I have a lot of scripture to go through. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit, say spirit, spirit, at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy and He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved, for He raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus." So in the spirit, if you are a person following the spirit of God that has received, see salvation is not I just prayed a prayer and now I'm going to learn how to be indoctrinated into the church and get my membership card and a t-shirt that says the River Claremont and now I'm a part of the family. You didn't just have a natural thing, you had a brand new spirit explode within you. Come on. That drove out the spirit of this world and replaced it with the spirit of God. That spirit is a holy spirit. Shout holy. holy. So now holiness lives within me. Now holiness within me wars against the carnal nature within me. And I've got to learn to be subjected to the holiness of the spirit rather than the sinful nature that wants to drag me backwards. Are you with me so far? Is this making sense? Are you with me? Bob your head if it does. All right. Thank you for your bobble heads. In the spirit, now this is what I want you to grab, the trifold being of man. In the spirit, Pastor Joe is seated in heavenly places. Come on, somebody. My authority on this earth does not come from my educational level. It doesn't come from my grammar. It doesn't come from my bank account. It comes from my spiritual position spiritually i have been elevated above every spirit of darkness in this world they are now beneath my feet and are now subject to what i allow in my life come on that is where that is the foundational fundamental doctrine of christian authority the believer's authority is based on this fact truth that is eternal That the devil would love to convince the church is not true, but the devil is a liar, so don't listen to him. We have authority over the devil in the spiritual realm. So to take authority of what's happening in my soul, the carnal mind, to take authority of what's going on within my body, is rooted in the spirit of God being in tune with my spirit. And in that place, power can flow into my life so to be a spiritual led person means that the spirit is what i'm choosing to allow to move my, my flow would not be soul body my flow would be spirit soul body that i want to get from god in the spiritual realm i want to get my soul to align with that which will make my body align are you with me where two or more come in agreement, it shall be so. To get yourself in agreement, you got to work on at least two parts of yourself. And if you can get those in agreement, they will, they will cost the other part of you to get in line. So that's why if a person just stirs himself up in the Holy Ghost and begins to even just exercise bodily, you will begin to change your own mind. Your soul begins to align because now you've got the Word and the Spirit and your body's feeling good. Now suddenly you feel good. Yeah. Man, man, I don't, I'm not depressed anymore. Yeah, because your body and your spirit got in agreement. And now your soul's like, well, I might as well jump on this train too. But if you take the spirit out, if you take the spirit out and you just let the spirit of this world come in, there is no force within you strong enough to take over the enemy. So that's why you're defeated. That's why the Bible says you were in a place of spiritual death. That's why you were were subject to the spirit of this world and you didn't have any authority over it but by the grace of God. My God, my God there was still a part of you within you that knew the goodness of your Father and you heard a message about His love, you heard a message about His name and something exploded within you and you made a decision, I want that in my life. And when you decided you wanted God, God already knew He wanted you and something came in agreement and a spirit exploded within you and now you have authority over the spirit of this world was cast out and the spirit of God was brought in whoa Jesus I could run around this place hallelujah man that's why when you sit with people that don't understand this and they're like, well you know you're like bro you just don't even know him when you know him you just can't you can't take it your body just goes you know it gets it, you run why are you running I don't know Because I can't stand. Something's taken over. Well, What is this Spirit of God on the inside? I believe Isaiah says it well. Isaiah 1 and 2. Speaking about the Messiah, the one that came to bring it to us to begin with, says, There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord. Shout, Spirit of the Lord. Let's say it with authority. Spirit of the Lord. I love it. Shall rest upon him. Now watch this. Six parts of the Spirit of God. It is a spirit of wisdom. It is a spirit of understanding. This is spiritual wisdom. What do we just read? Glossian spiritual wisdom, spiritual understanding. That before I didn't know the spiritual realm. But by the Spirit of God, I can, I can begin to fathom the unseen world. I have a spirit of wisdom, understanding, of counsel, come on, of might, you're strong in the spirit, come on, that where you are weak, you are made strong, not talking about just physically, I believe the Lord can come upon the flesh and cause you to leap over a wall and run through a troop, there is that side, but I'm talking about strength in the spirit. It's like the people that walk in the authority. We had a friend that someone broke into their house in South Africa with a fully, like a fully automatic weapon. A whole group of people ran into his bedroom in the middle of the night. Guy has a fully automatic gun pointed at him in bed. He's in his pajamas and the guy looks at him. He looks the guy in the eyes and he says, you don't know who I am. The guy says, what are you talking about? He says, I have the authority of heaven. With the snap of my finger, I could break your spine right now. You better turn and walk out of this place right now and leave everything where you found it. The guy said, come on, guys, let's get the heck out of this place. Because I have might in the Spirit. Hallelujah. See, the religious person does not believe that you have any authority. They believe that you're just gone in that place. But a person full of the Spirit of God knows that every wicked spirit on this earth, every lustful spirit, every carnal spirit, every worldly, every demonic spirit is subject to the Spirit of God that is on the inside of me. I am not defeated. I am not beneath you. I am not subject to you. I have authority over you. And by the power of the shed blood of Jesus Christ and the new spirit within me, I bind you in the name of Jesus. I loose the forces of heaven. You don't know who you're messing with. Ah! Man, I planned this as a teaching today, but it's just, whoo, Jesus. Ah! It's the spirit of might. It's the spirit of knowledge, and it's the spirit of the holy, reverent fear of the Lord. That's the spirit. How do I know if the spirit's what's dominating me? Well, if these things are operating in my life then I know that I'm being led by that. The Spirit of the Lord, Romans 8, 11 through 14, the Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Shout, in me. Amen. Now listen, if you're not full of the Holy Ghost, this is a church that will lay hands on you. We will pray today, if there's anybody in here that you want to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost, not the River Claremont. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost in fire, and we can pray with you, and you can receive exactly what we're teaching right now, and you will be transformed from the inside out. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for the Spirit of God. Now, the Spirit lives in you. Shout in me. Now, just as God raised Christ Jesus from the dead, He will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit that's living within you. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Who wants to be led by the Spirit of God? Who wants to be led by the Spirit of God? Let me tell you, this is a choice. I want you to get this. Now, this is where you got to understand. It's not that I went to an altar call, and man, they had a B3 organ, and man, it was thumbing in that place, and they were singing one of them old Pentecostal songs. Hands were laid upon me, and a bottle of oil came out of the back room. Hey, somebody. I cast off my dirty robes of sinning. And I put on a holy white robe of righteousness. I am being transformed. I, I can do it all day long. I used to practice this in Bible school. I can preach a whole sermon like that. Somehow, or another, I feel it's anointed too. I get going, and before long, I'm done. You know, three hours later, I'm still hey, hey. <laughs> ah
0: <laughs> woo
1: Well... Well, I got good news. I met with Brother Ted Shuttlesworth, and I talked with him, and he has decided he will come to the River Claremont. We're going to set up a date. We're going to have Prophet Ted Shuttlesworth in here, great man of God that could lead you right into those, well, he's got a song for everything God's about to do, well, man oh man it's a choice it's not a one yes there is one supernatural dramatic unbelievable encounter by God but if the disciples that traveled with Jesus were there the day of Pentecost and had the spirit come in feel them change them why did they join together a couple chapters later and pray once more to be filled Why throughout the book of Acts do you see a constant infilling by the Spirit of God? Because it's a daily decision that I want to be led by the Spirit and not by the soul. That's my war. Come on, somebody. And so that's the war. That's that's how I fight the good fight of faith is by knowing in the spiritual realm I have the victory. I'm not waiting on the victory. I'm not hoping to win the victory. I have the victory in Jesus' name. I am more than a conqueror and I am an overcomer in the spiritual realm. But I had the soul and the carnality of man, the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, the lust of the eye. That's always within me. So it's a decision daily. Father, I want to speak to me. Spirit, lead my steps. Spirit, lead my steps today. Take me where you want to take me. Show me what you want to show me. When you open the Bible, you should open the Bible before you open it. You shouldn't just open and just start reading. You say, Holy Spirit, lead me in your word today, for your word is truth. And you know what today possesses, and you know what I'm going to face. And so I thank you for the truth of your word. As I open it up, lead me into what you want to teach me. I'll have many times the Spirit say, open up to this, open up to that, and lead me and give me a revelation that I would have not sought after if I was just following the carnal mind. But the Spirit will lead you. Amen. So that's a decision to live in the Spirit. Those who live in the Spirit will also walk in the Spirit. So, this is what I want to talk to you. This is where I'm building to today. As the Lord said to me, say it until you believe it. Say it until you believe it. And I think what the Lord is trying to say, or what I believe what exploded in my spirit, is actually the Spirit to the soul. That when Jesus was in his hometown, the Bible says because of their unbelief, he couldn't do a great work among them, except heal a few. So Jesus went around teaching the Word of God throughout the entire region. A verbal utterance to combat a soulish stronghold. And you have... Within you, think about what Jesus said. I think it was you, maybe it was Paul. That it is impossible for a person to curse Jesus Christ if they have the Spirit of God on the inside of them. And likewise, it's impossible for a person to recognize and declare Jesus as Lord except by the Spirit of God. So there's the verbal side of the Spirit And the Spirit's verbal side is what created the unseen world and the seen world. Come on, somebody. So now you have the Spirit of God on the inside of you, and you've got to say it until you believe it. It's one thing to read the Word of God, but it's another thing when by the Spirit you you declare spiritual truths and the Word of the Spirit over your carnal, fleshly side until you begin to align your soul with the Spirit of God. Your soul can be washed by the things of this world. It can be brainwashed by the things of this world so it can be brainwashed by the Spirit. Say it until you believe it. Speak it out over your life. Declare the things of God. That's how you verbally overcome unbelief, lust, all the junk of this world, that you've got to speak it out over your life. People that come against confessions in the church are allowing the enemy to stop their mouth From declaring things which are necessary. Amen. You have got to walk in this. You have got to take authority over your own self. Come on. That's why faith comes from hearing and hearing the word of God. That's why God verbally declares things. That's why he uses a prophet to decree what he's about about to do. Choked on my spit there. What he's about to do. Because you have got to speak it. Speak it. In times of personal prayer. Don't just talk to the Lord in your mind. Yes, you can. Yes, He knows the inner workings of man and He knows the thoughts of every single one of us. God is not the one that needs it. It is your soul that needs the declaration coming from your spirit. I am a new creation. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Today my steps will be ordered by the Lord. I will be where I need to be when I need to be there. I have been led by the Spirit. I am filled by the Spirit. The Spirit flows through me. The Spirit renews me. The Spirit strengthens me. I have the Spirit of God that has given me all wisdom and all understanding. I have the wisdom of the Most High God. Not the natural wisdom of man, but the wisdom of God is on the inside of me. As I go out into this world, I go out in this world as a brand new creation full of power, might, and dominion to step and tread on the scorpions and the serpents of the demonic realm. I will not be subject to the carnal mind. Lust, you will not reign in me. Pride, you will not dominate me. Fear, you will not overtake me. Depression, you have no hold on me. Lack, you have lost your grip on me. And death, you will never know me. For life has claimed me and flows within me. The river of living water flows through me. I have what he says I have. I am who he says that I am. And I say the I am is on the inside of me. Woo! Rejoice! 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 Jesus, hallelujah, Woo! I feel the fire of the Holy Ghost in this place right now, man, I tell you, keep your hands raised, I pray a refreshing wind of the Spirit, hit this place like a nuclear bomb, God, blow up in this house with your glory, blow up in this place with mighty Russian winds. You are the God of the supernatural. We don't serve a dead God. We don't serve a sleeping God. We serve a God alive, a God that is well, a God that moves today. Oh, we know you by the Spirit. Our Spirit knows your Spirit. Our Spirit is electrified by your Spirit. It is one with your Spirit. We have your mind. We have your Spirit. We have your love. Oh, Rabba Sakhali Fire of the Holy Ghost. We thank you. Thank you. Saturate me today, God. Saturate me today, God. Oh, why is praying in tongues so powerful? It's a spiritual language. It's a verbal decree over the body, over the soul, the perfect will of God. And the soul, the carnal mind, can't argue with the spirit because it doesn't know the spirit. It can't understand the spirit. So your soul, your soul can't fight what comes from your mouth. Reggae, mamanda the world can look on and mock you. They can make fun of you. But don't you ever let the carnal world pull you back into bondage. For whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Breakthrough. Breakthrough. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you. Oh, you're wonderful. You're gracious. You're kind. You're loving. You're generous. You strengthen us. You refresh us. You renew us. Every time we we feel empty, you, you are available to pour out. The oil of God within us. Thank you for the oil of heaven. Thank you for the oil to make it through the midnight hour. Thank you, Lord, that I will not be of the five foolish, but I will be of the five wise. I will have enough oil, enough of the working of the Spirit within me to make it through any dark hour this world wants to throw at me. For I am awaiting with great expectation the coming of my groom. He is the King of glory. His eyes are like lightning. His hair is like fire, his clothes like like the raiment of pure white, his voice like the voice of many waters. And though my flesh and my carnal mind has not met him, my spirit has met him. I am seated there with you. You reach over and you place your hand upon my shoulder in the spirit and I feel the anointing flow within me. And what I felt might take me out once more, I rise up and I know the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And if the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, there is not an enemy, there is not an army, there is not a strategy of hell that has the power to take me out. (laughs) Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Come on just let him feel you. There is a lot more I want to get through, but something's happening right now. Something's happening right now. Oh. 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 That's why repentance is so glorious. See, you get you get entangled by the flesh, you get entangled by the soul, but that, then when you go to God and you repent, if you say, "God, like 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 David, no Lord, renew within me." A right spirit created me a clean heart. What is he saying? The heart is the soul. Created me cleanness. Burn out the dross of this world and renew that spirit of holiness within me, God. And God is not a God that says, give me three months of penance and sacrifice. Crawl on your knees before me. Beg for me. Plead for me. He's a God that says, I have found the bill. I have waived the cost. Today, every handwriting that has been stacked up against you, I have removed. Every requirement under the law has been fulfilled by the blood of Jesus Christ. I call you my own. My arms are stretched wide. Come home. Come home. Come home. Come home. Come home. And feast at the table that I set before you in the presence of your enemies. Jesus, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Proverbs 4.20, my children, my child, pay attention to what I say. And listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them, but let them penetrate deep into your heart, the soul. Don't lose sight of my words. Let them penetrate deep within the heart of man, the soul of man. Man, the word of God renews you. And that soulless mind that was subject to all that depression, all that lust, all the pools of the flesh. That the renewing of the spirit language causes even my mind and my feelings to get in line with the word of God. Now I'm not just always in a war within myself. Come on. Now my soul has been programmed by the spirit of life. For I have said it until my soul is convinced and believes it. And when it believes it, when there is agreement within me, when there is agreement within me I shall have whatsoever I say I shall have Mark 11:24 When I pray when I believe I will have whatsoever I say I will have when I pray and I believe Come on somebody Come on somebody Come on somebody Say it until you believe it It's impossible Hear me on this. That's why the word is so strong. Such a gift from God. Because if I can't call the Spirit of God, if I can't call Jesus Lord except by the Holy Ghost, and what he's saying is you can't declare the truth without the Spirit of God. So I come, when I decide to declare the truth, I'm declaring it by the Spirit and the Spirit speaking through me. And the Spirit speaking through me will begin to penetrate deep within my heart deep within my inner man, my soulish realm, and begin to renew that man every single day. That's what we talked about as we began to read, of growing. When we read Colossians and Ephesians, the growth part is the spirit has it all, but the soul is a newborn baby or a weakened baby subject to this world, but the spirit language builds that soul stronger and stronger being renewed by the Lord until there is strength within you in all facets. That's God's plan. See, he says that I bind up the brokenhearted. This is where you got to get this. He's not saying you come to me depressed and I'll give you a new spirit and you just got to always try and let that spirit take over and you're going to have a lot of depression but there's going to be, he's saying you let the spirit begin to take over. You meditate on my word, you declare it over your life and watch me begin to bind up that brokenness within you. You will not remain broken, says the Lord. I will put you back together, and when I put you back together, you will be stronger than ever. You can come to me as a valley of dry bones, but meat, flesh will be renewed upon you, and I will breathe a new spirit on the inside of you, and you will be strengthened by the Spirit. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Matthew 12, 34, 1, 2, 3, 4. Matthew 1, 2, 3, 4. Out of the abundance of the soul, the mouth speaks. So now by the Spirit of God on the inside of me is the only thing that I can utilize to begin to speak to my soul until my soul is programmed and the words that come even from my mind and my emotions is the Word of God. And then guess what? Guess what? Now I'm a man, three parts, in line with the truth of the Word of God. I am in unity. And what a glorious feeling it feels when even your mind is focused on the Lord, your thoughts are on the Lord, your spirit's exploding within you, and your body just feels great because the soul and the spirit are in unity. So the body's got to get in line. Body, soul, and spirit. Say it until you believe it. And then do it until you receive it. So second thing the Lord said to me. That when I say a thing, when I believe a thing, when I declare a thing, all the Word of God. That when I read the Word of God, I do it until I receive it. If He told me to lay hands on the sick. I'm going to lay hands on the sick. Everybody in this church, I commission you by the authority of the Holy Spirit to go into this world and lay hands on the sick. And watch them recover. And tell them, as you lay hands on them, I am laying hands on you in obedience to the Spirit of God that has told me that when I lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. It is not because I will make you well. It is because greater is He that is in me than he that is in this world. He has made my body well. He has made my soul well. He has made me well. It is well within me. So what I pray for you, expect... The same thing to come upon you. And my God, guess what? People will be healed. Devils will be cast out. People will be saved. Come on. And the army of the Lord will continue to grow and multiply. Because there's nothing the world has that can combat what the church has. Not an army. There's not a sickness, there's not a virus, there's not a depression, there's not a movie perverse enough, there's not a news agency that can reach you enough to overcome the Spirit of God if the Spirit is allowed to move. Stand back up to your feet today. We're going to close out and praying it out. Whatever you see by the Spirit, work at it what you were assigned by God. Whether that be family, careers, calling, investments, whatever it is. What you see in the Word and what you see by the Spirit, you work at until you have what you say you will have. You believe it? We got communion? Go ahead and pass communion. Thank you, Brother Brett. Oh, what a perfect way to close it out. My God, that's the unction of the Holy Ghost right there. Work at it until you receive it. I want you to have that part. Say it until you believe it, but then do it until you receive it. Because... He doesn't bless the seat of your pants. He blesses that which you place your hand to. God will bless even a flawed person that's following after his voice and declaring the word and always being renewed more than a person that sets back on their couch perfect in every way, assuming they know what to do. He's not a perfect person, but he is perfect and using us. Do it until you receive it. My prayer for you, we're still at the start of this year. We only just now hit the second month, February. You have a whole year ahead of you, basically. In that year, I want you to write things down. We usually start the year with this. You write down visions from the Lord. And you meditate on it with the Word of God backing you. There's something you've been believing God for. The 21 days of prayer and fasting. I, I, I told several people this. I'll tell it publicly. I found myself, for this first time ever, where I was really pressing in personally. Personally for my children, for the, for, I found myself really, Taylor at 20 years old, pressing in for the call of God on her life. Believing for my little girl, so walk in the obedience, this is a big year for my, my little teenage girls. Little, little Ellie and Emma, little tornadoes. My wife, I was pressing in for my wife and I was pressing in for myself personally. In many realms. Actually, impressing pressing in in financial realms because I was like, God, I recognize what the world is doing. And I thank you for the covenant that I have with you. And I work for you. You are my boss. So I'm asking you for a promotion. I said it. And I found myself, and I was being directed by the Spirit. I kept finding that within me. And I feel that for you this year it's just the beginning. This is just the beginning of what God has for you. All the good things that have happened are just a taste of foreshadowing of what he is about to pour out without measure within your life. But that which you see, that which you feel, those dreams come from the Spirit of God. Do not let any man convince you that God doesn't want the best for you. He has proven it by giving his best already for you. He didn't give. A discounted rate. He paid the ultimate price. And the Spirit can access that, walk it, declare it, and then you go and you do it. Every day, do everything as unto the Lord. Every day, do what the Lord tells you to do. Whatever God tells you to do, do it with all of your strength. Do it with zeal. Do it with passion. Go after it. That's work on your family. You work on your family with intention, knowing God is working with you. Come on. Come on. People are always looking for a grand purpose. Your purpose could be to spend time with the people that God has surrounded you with and to enrich their lives and enjoy life. People are always like, he blesses you to bless others. He actually blesses you because he loves you. No, I never give to my daughter hoping that she'll give to other people. When she gives to other people, now I'm like, i got to give it to her again. And I'm not upset with that. I teach giving. But you know what I'm saying? Are you with me? I don't give to my daughter so that she can go and give to someone else. I admire that. I love that about her. That's a great character. And I will always support that. But I give because you're my daughter. Because I love you. I, I, I dream about giving you things. I plan things. If you were quiet and never asked for anything, you would still receive things. Because I'm thinking of things to give you. Are you with me? So, so it is with the Lord. He is thinking of things that He wants to give to you. So when you begin to access the Spirit, the Spirit will begin to declare those things out. Say it till you believe it, then do it until you receive it. Are you with me this morning? Thanks for listening to River Claremont's
0: podcast.
1: We pray you were greatly blessed by this message. If you'd like to keep up to date with what's happening at the River Claremont Church, visit us at riverclaremont.com.